Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll see how the Spirit of God in you is greater than the Spirit which is in the world. Hey, there's certain things worth fighting for. Because it's not true that every faith leads to God. It's not true that every religion is the same. It's not true that as long as we believe we'll all end up in the same place. No, that's not what the Bible teaches, and you better be clear about that. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, we've all been around people with very charismatic messages that sound great on the surface, but when you dig a little deeper, you discover that their message didn't line up with the Word of God. So today, Mark's going to show us how we can learn to test the spirits. This message is part of our series on contrast. And if you've missed any of these lessons, you can catch up online at boldstepsradio.org. Right now, here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps on Testing the Spirits. And John says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's why 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says, But there were also false prophets among the people, as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who, brought, who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. He says, in essence, that there'll always be False prophets teaching distortions of the truth that will seek to lead people astray from God and bring destruction both on themselves and on their hearers as well. So what are we saying? We're saying this, be attentive. Not everything that's on the radio, even Christian radio, is of God. Not every Christian television channel that you tune to is necessarily speaking the truth of God. There's a lot of heresy mixed in there. There's a lot of falseness mixed in there. Just because someone has a Bible doesn't mean they're of God. There's a lot of distortion. So we as people of God need to be smart and discerning about what we hear, what we listen to, and ask ourselves, does this match up with the Word? Is this in the Word? Then John goes on to tell us what is one of the big basis of understanding whether it's of God or not of God. So first of all, test all teaching and influence to discern the spiritual origin. If you're hanging around with someone, and the more you hang out with that person, the more it seems like you're, being, you're becoming confused or disoriented spiritually or it's having a bad influence on your life. No matter how much spiritual lingo they may have, you better be cautious because there may be a negative spiritual influence upon your life. So first of all, test all teaching and influence to discern the spiritual origin. Secondly, examine any distortion centered around the person and the work of Christ. Verse 2 says, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Capital S Spirit. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh 
is of God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Most false religions, most distorted views of the Bible center around some distorted doctrine concerning Jesus. There's a lot of religions and most major religions out there will tell you we believe in Jesus. Well, I've had people come up to me. I remember I was, I was driving down the road and this woman came up to me and she was selling roses. I rolled down the window and she said, Hi, we're a Christian youth group. And we're, we're just trying to raise money for a Christian youth group. I said, well, what's the name of your Christian youth, youth group? And she named something that sounded not very familiar. And I said, well, who started that Christian youth group? And then she basically told me that Dr. Moon did. They call him the Moonies. She presented herself as a Christian youth group. We believe in Jesus. But what she didn't tell me is, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but Jesus is a minor prophet and Dr. Moon is their Messiah. You see, there's a lot of distortion out there. When someone says they believe in Jesus, you have to ask yourself, well, what Jesus do you believe in? Because not everyone that says they believe in Jesus believes in the Jesus of the Bible. They believe in the Jesus after their own making. And listen to me, unless you believe in the authentic Jesus in the Bible, Son of God, who's always existed and will always exist, who was all God and all man, who died in a cross to be the only substitutionary atonement for you and I, the Jesus of the Bible has always existed, will always exist. He was not only the Son of God, but He was God Himself, always God, powerful, almighty God manifest in the flesh. Unless it's that Jesus, then it's not the Jesus of the Bible. If I believe in a Jesus that's not fully God and not fully man, that Jesus has no power to change me. If I do not believe in the Jesus of the Bible, then I have no salvation. I have no Holy Spirit. I have a distortion of the truth influenced by a negative spirit that can lead other people astray. So John is saying, be smart, wise, discerning about what you believe. Listen. I don't go around bashing other religions. And that's usually you'll, you'll hear very little. I don't go around bashing other religions and that person's religion and this. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Listen, I don't hold hands with false religions and sway back and forth and sing kumbaya with them. Because it's not true that every faith leads to God. It's not true that every religion is the same. It's not true that as long as we believe, we'll all end up in the same place. No, that's not what the Bible teaches, and you better be clear about that. Don't say, well, I have faith, they have faith. You know, we're just a little bit different. They, you know, they, they you know, worship this way. We, but, you know, but Islam and Christianity, we're all kind of the same thing, aren't we? You know, just, you know, they believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus. And so let's stop fighting about things, and let's just love each other. <laughs> Hey, there's certain things worth fighting for. John said they left us and they needed to leave us because they were not of us. Pluralism. 
is the acceptance of all religions and this idea that we're all going to the same place so we should all sort of embrace and hug each other because we're all going to the same place. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He's exclusive. Listen, the thing about Christianity in the days of the Romans, in the days of the apostles, there was, there was paganism. There was all kinds of, there were hundreds of gods. I was in, while I was in Israel, I saw temples to, to many different gods in the ancient Rome. There was hundreds and hundreds of gods. But listen, it was the Christians that were persecuted, not the people that embraced other gods. Why was it the Christians that were persecuted? Because the Christians would not embrace other gods. The Christians were the only ones that would say, we believe there's only one God, not many God. We bow our knee only to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We will not bow our knee to Caesar. He is no God to us. We won't worship with other gods. We won't acknowledge other gods. There is one God, one true God, and the Bible is clear about that. So it was the Christians that were thrown to the lions, the Christians that were persecuted, the Christians that were crucified, the Christians that were burned. Why? Because they refused to embrace the fact that there are many ways to God and they were exclusive about the way that led to God, the narrow way that was through Jesus Christ alone. Listen to me very well. That's not a popular message in today's politically correct society. It's a message that will get you taunted. It's a message that will get you ridiculed. But I'm going to tell you, unless you embrace that message, it's the only message that leads to life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. If there were any other way, Jesus would have never come to die on that cross. There is no other alternative way through Krishna. There is no other alternative way through Muhammad. There is no other second, third, or fourth way to God. There is one way to God, and it's through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible is very clear about that. Anything else comes from a deceptive spirit, and that's what John says. Number three. Be confident that the spirit in you is greater than the spirit that is in the world. Then John goes on to say in verse 4, You, dear children, I love that again, dear children, you are from God. John is looking at them and writing to them and saying, I know that you come from God. Why? Because the spirit of God is inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. And you have overcome them. Overcome whom? Overcome the false spirits. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you have overcome falseness and have come to God and embraced the truth. Because the one in you... Oh, come on. Now you're going to like this. I love this verse. Because the one in you... Who is the one in you? It's the Holy Spirit of God. All of the power of God... All of the resurrection power of God, the knowledge of God, the love of God, the mercy of God. Everything that is of God is in the Holy Spirit because He's not a wind, He's not a force, He's a person. The third person of the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The God the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit, in your body. So because, listen to this, because the one who is in you is greater 
than the one who is in the world. That's why you've overcome the world. You're listening to Mark Job, and we're taking a brief pause right now from today's message to remind you that you can always find these daily messages along with other faith-building tools and resources on our website. Just go to boldstepsradio.org. And for even more convenient access to these messages, you'll want to subscribe to our podcast. That way, you can enjoy listening to these weekly Bible lessons while you're out for a hike, hitting the gym, or anywhere you go. Just open up your podcast app on your phone or mobile device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and tap the subscribe button. When you do, consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating to share this message you're listening to with a friend. By the way, if you or anyone you know would enjoy hearing these Bible lessons in Spanish, we've created a one-minute feature you want to check out called Pasos Adathas. Find it online at boldstepsglobal.com or subscribe to the podcast. Again, it's called Pasos Adathas. Now, let's get back into today's Bold Steps. Our message is called Testing the Spirits. And once again, here's Mark Job. Listen, when you go out into the world, when you leave this place, if you have acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God, if you have embraced and submitted your life to His Lordship, if you have embraced the message of the gospel and opened up your life to God, then you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that is in you has more power and is greater than the Spirit that is in the world. When you walk around, you walk around with a greater force than the force that is around you. You walk around with the power of God inside of you. You say, well, what is the, what is the Spirit that is in the world? Well... In John chapter 12, verse 31, it says, Now is time for the judgment of the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. You, we, you and I live in a very spiritual place. And sometimes we get intimidated by the power of darkness out there. Has that ever happened to you? you get intimidated by, wow, there's evil there, there's darkness there, there's, what if... What if the spirit does this and suddenly a spirit of fear captures you and you begin to think that the forces out there somehow have greater power over your life than they do. And John is saying, listen, there are spiritual powers out there, but the power that is in you is the power of almighty God of the universe and greater is the power that is in you than the power that is out there in the world. It's resurrection power. That's why Jesus had the power. I was at a place near the Sea of Galilee where not too far from there, there was a cemetery. And there's an account in Scripture where there was a man, two men actually, that lived out in the graves. Uh, the village people had tried to chain them and they would break the chains. And Jesus looked at this man and he says, what is your name? And the demons inside of this man spoke and said, my name is Legion. Which means a multiplicity of demons inhabited this man. And Jesus, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, had power and authority to do what these men with their chains and cords had no power to do. Jesus said, I command you out. The demon negotiated with Jesus. 
And the demon said, hey, if we go out, we'd like to inhabit those pigs over there. And there was a flock of pigs over there. And Jesus said, go. And the demon legions left this man and immediately this man returned to sanity and was liberated because the power of Jesus was greater than the power that was in the world. And these demonic forces entered into this, this herd of pigs. And the Bible says the pigs ran down the embankment. And there's only one place really along, the, along Galilee where there's, a, where there's a cemetery and an embankment where that could happen. I was standing right there as a scholar pointed out. This is the hill where the pigs would have run into the sea. And the pigs ran into the sea and the entire herd drowned themselves. And again, the businessmen got together and said, Jesus, you know, please stay away from our region. You're bad for business. But what I want you to note is that the reason that Jesus had power is because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I want you to know something. You have spiritual power. It's not a power that comes from your own strength. It's not a power that you have acquired because of your righteousness or your goodness or because there's a, a halo that's starting to form around your head. The power that you have is given to you only when you are in submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. It's the power of God and His righteousness that gives you that authority. So we can be confident. In Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor neither present nor future nor any other power nor height nor depth nor any else, anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ our Lord. My last point is this, verse 5. I want you to remember that people in the light will be drawn to the truth and those in darkness will reject it. Verse 5 says, they are from the world and therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. What John was saying is that when you're in the light and speaking spiritual truths, people that also have the spirit of God or God is working in them, they will be drawn to those spiritual truths. But people that are in darkness and people that are in the world and people that have another spirit they will reject the spiritual truth. They will want to get away from that spiritual truth. And John is saying that's how we recognize them. Um, it's similar to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. When you have the Holy Spirit of God, you start to understand the things of God. When you do not have the Holy Spirit of God, then the things of God cannot be understood no matter how high your IQ is. 
because it will seem like foolishness to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Listen to me, this is really important. Look up at me. There are certain things in Scripture that if you do not have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you, if you are not indwelt with this Spirit, if you are not not have the Spirit of Jesus inside of you, that you will never understand. Because you cannot understand them. Because the only way to understand them is they have to be spiritually understood. And the only one that can help you understand them spiritually is the Holy Spirit. You may be a very intelligent individual, have a very high IQ, have a PhD in whatever you have a PhD in, and still not be able to understand spiritual truth. You, on the other hand, may be a very simple individual that is virtually illiterate, but have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. And you can understand spiritual things much better than the PhD can understand them because it's spiritually understood. I want to close with this. I believe that like never before, we need followers of Jesus Christ that are discerning. Like never before, the Bible says that in the end times there will be a surge of false prophets and false doctrines. Like never before, listen, you need to know the word. Like never before, you need to understand the truth and not be gullible. You need to test everything that comes your way. You need to study scripture. You need to be sensitive to the spirit. You need to be asking yourself about the relationships in your life, about the spiritual atmosphere you hang out with, about the teachings that you expose yourself to on radio and television through the reading that you do. And you need to ask yourself, is this compatible with what the Bible teaches? Is this in the right spirit? Because in the end times it says many will fall away, many will be deceived, many will be led astray. And I believe it's those that are testing the spirit, those that, are, that know the word, those that are staying in fellowship, those that are walking full of the Holy Spirit of Jesus, those are the ones that will endure to the end. And I hope and pray that you're part of those that endure to the end. I believe that what Jesus started in you, he wants to finish. This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to the Bible teaching of pastor, author, and Moody Bible Institute president, Mark Job. Mark is here and will be rejoining me in just a moment. We're coming to a close in our series called Contrast. We've been looking today at how we can test the Spirit, so please join us again Monday when we begin the final lesson of our series by taking a look at the spiritual evidence of our faith. And if you've missed any of the messages in this series, you can catch up online at boldstepsradio.org. While you're on our homepage, be sure to click on the link for our latest Bold Step gift. This month, we're helping you say goodbye to monotonous prayers and hello to a dynamic and fulfilling prayer life with Dr. Bill Thrasher's How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. This comprehensive guide offers practical strategies, valuable tools, and inspiring insights to help you reignite your prayer routine and strengthen your spiritual connection. 
and with a foreword by the one and only Mark Job and his wife, Dee, this game-changing book really makes for a special Bold Step gift. So, if you are tired of dull prayers that feel forced and uninspired, reach out today and request Dr. Thrasher's How to Resurrect a Dead Prayer Life. We'll send you a copy with your gift of any amount to support this ministry. Just go to boldstepsradio.org or call 800-DL-Moody. That's 800-356-6639. And Wayne, we really appreciate uh, partners and people that are willing to give a gift of any amount Mm -hmm. because it really helps us move forward in reaching more people. We especially appreciate those of you that make a commitment to be monthly partners. And that's a gift of any amount that you just say on a monthly, regular basis, I want to become a partner with Bold Steps. And by the way, we have a few little incentives for those that become partners, like a copy of my book called Unstuck, and there's some other incentives as well. And so we count on the support, not only your financial support, but your prayer support. It makes an impact. We do believe that thousands and thousands of people are being touched every week through this programming, and we are seeing people come to Christ as well. So thank you for your partnership. One of those thank yous is a rather significant discount on everything in the Moody Publishers catalog. Yeah, that's huge because especially just buying the Moody Bible Commentary will save you quite a bit of money with that discount. You can learn all about that discount and much more when you click on Becoming a Monthly Partner at our website, boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again next time when Mark sorts through the evidence of Christ in our lives. This message is called Spiritual Evidence, and you'll hear it Monday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.